Welcome to the Blarney, the official London Irish podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Blarney podcast and this week it's a behind the scenes special. We are currently in the middle of pre-season here at Hazelwood but there is more going on than just rugby on the pitch. Coming up this week we speak to London Irish Head of Strength and Conditioning, Robbie Palmer. And the Head of the Community Programme here at London Irish, Mike Crump. We're now joined by Robbie Palmer, Head of Strength and Conditioning here at London Irish. First of all, congratulations on the new role, how is it all going? That's good, thanks. Yeah. Well, I've actually just been away on my honeymoon so I've missed... Uh two weeks of training but seems to have gone well and we're in the middle of pre-season at the moment what's the main focus for you in the gym with the players uh, we're just trying to build the strength levels of the players um, we did some general uh, preparation in the first month and now the second month is now uh, trying to build up the strength levels beyond what they were last season and is there a lot of change in the style of training you do throughout pre-season as it goes on uh, yeah it becomes more intensive uh, which basically means that the, the weights get heavier uh, as we get closer to the season and the, the volume begins to, to drop so they do slightly less work at a, at a higher intensity um, and that's the general thing that we try and achieve by the end of pre-season. Well, what's the difference between the training you have them doing during the pre-season period and what they'll be doing in the season? Uh, in-season becomes more, for the playing squad, uh, becomes more about the management of that group of players and maintenance of their physical capacity. So they, they will still lift heavy, but things uh, are adjusted every single week according to what the game data tells us. And what are these sort of main exercises that you'll be focusing on with the players? Is there a set group of core movements and lifts you have them doing, or is it a mixture? Uh, probably more movements than... Um, Exercises. So they have, uh, they'd have a primary lower body exercise, which we would uh, track the loads of and, and adjust the loads of. Um, and that exercise could be uh, a box squat, deadlift, belt squat, leg press. It could be a, a number of things, but it all involves multiple joints and large muscle groups. And that's sort of the general rule of thumb of that is that you want it to be a big exercise, lots of muscle groups, lots of joints involved, and we just try to progress that. And we've been seeing the players out there doing a lot of yo-yo tests and things like that. Is there a lot of testing that goes on in the gym as well to track where they're going? And we've spoken to some of the players and they've said there's the level of competitiveness in the gym as well as out on the field. Yeah, uh, the loads are prescribed for the primary exercise, but the, the rest of the uh, lifts, are, you know, it's down to what the, what the player can, can lift. And there is natural competition between players in different positions. Um, the way we view it is that the whole season is a test, so every gym session is a test the, to see where their physical capacities are. Um, similar to the yo-yo being a, a fitness test, they're, they're assessed on their level of strength every, every session. And that after the season, there's a little bit of time off, do you give the players work you want them to do over that time off or is it just relax, do your own thing and then we'll build you back up again when you're back in over pre-season? Uh, no, there's a... The, program naturally undulates so with, with the time off we're looking for a decrease in training volume and intensity but not a complete uh, removal of training so they, they I mean they're professional athletes so they have, we expect them to train all the time um, they, they would have running sessions and weight sessions to complete in the time off it wouldn't be anywhere near the, the level of work they do when they're in, in at the club but it's enough to so they don't detrain over that period and 
injuries do happen in rugby. Uh, when a player gets injured, what's the sort of steps you go through with them in the gym to build them back up to where they were before an injury happens? Uh, well, the medical team and Andre Quinn run the return to play well uh, group of players, which is the injured players. Um, they go through a very intensive period of training. It all depends on the length of the injury. So the length of time that they're due to be back in and playing. But um, yeah, they, they will do a lot, a lot of strength work. They, they, we want them to come back stronger and fitter than when they got injured, essentially. So they're, at, you'd say philosophically, they're at 110% of what they were before they, before they got injured. And are there many in that rehab cycle at the moment? Uh, we maybe have 10, all at different stages of, um, all, all at different stages of recovery. Um, yeah, and then you know, at any one time, you, you'd have between three and ten players in, in that um, undergoing that process. Some are still uh, surgeries from the m most of them actually are surgeries from the last season, the end of last season, coming into now. So we're we're trying not to break anybody <laughs> during this period of time. And you mentioned that there is you see every gym session as a test. Uh, is there anyone in particular? Any of the who are the big lifters in the squad? Oh, um, well, Halani Alika, who's not here, uh, he's away with Tonga at the moment. He's uh, exceptionally strong. Leo Halavatau. Uh, so the two Tongan boys are uh, well, some of the strongest guys that I've ever seen in the, in the gym in a, in a rugby team. Um, out the backs, I mean, you've got. Uh, guys like Topsy, incredibly powerful guys. Um, yeah, um, Owen Griffin is an exceptionally strong guy. Uh, all round, all round good athlete. Yeah, they're, they're a good group. And the players you mentioned, they've obviously got someone like Halani and someone like Topsy, very different body types. Is there a way that you can get them on a similar scale to see how the whole squad yeah, ranks we use, up? Um, so every everything that we monitor through the process, we we try and attach a relative score to. So most most of the time, with the when you talk about weight training and fitness scores, we try and apply a, a body weight coefficient to it. So so basically, it, it levels out the playing field, um, and it gives you gives you some scope as to how strong this person is compared to everyone else, compared to their own body weight. So we get value from that. And finally, often when the first team senior squad uh, are in the gym, there's the academy lads in there as well. Do we have to do different gym training with them? Because obviously they're younger, their bodies haven't developed as much as the senior yeah. players, or is it a similar...? Um, they would undergo a full... They're in the development programme, and, and that can last up to the age of 23. Um, Nick Gallagher runs the academy uh, academy programme, and yeah, they're, they're, their programmes are... Uh, in essence, they're the same. They'll, they'll do similar exercises and uh, they'll train the same amount as the uh, professional guys, but there may be certain segments of time that are devoted to uh, enhancing exercise technique or, or working on uh, some area of weakness that is stopping them from becoming a, a professional rugby player. Brilliant. Well, thanks for joining us on the podcast and hopefully we can get you back in soon. Thank you. Well, I'm delighted to say we're, we're joined by Mike Crump, our Head of Community on the Blarney Podcast. Mike, thanks for, for taking the time to join us. I know it's obviously a very period that we're, we've just entered into. Um, we're into the full swing of summer rugby camps. Can you give us a lowdown on, on how it's going so far and, and where the rugby camps are taking place this month? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Drew. Um, 
we started off with High Wycombe Rugby Club uh, last week, who, uh, who are new to us, um, with Was leaving, um, you know, very excited to, to have a new partnership with High Wycombe. Um, camp went very well, uh, the children there are used to seeing you know, Premiership Rugby uh, clubs come in and run camps and, uh, and we got some really good feedback. Um, it's always nice to go to new venues as well and, uh, and even better, the, the weather was kind to us. Um, this year, uh, this week, sorry, we have camps running in uh, at London Irish, Newbury Rugby Club, and Wimborne Rugby Club. So, kind of all over, uh, well, down the M3 corridor, and then and then heading over to the M4 for uh, for Newbury. Um, you know, really good numbers, and uh, and also looking forward to getting the London Irish boys involved on Wednesday here at Hazelwood. And rugby camps are designed for for participants six to sixteen years old. What's a, what's a general day look like? What, what can a, a player expect to, to do when he turns up for a London Irish rugby camp? So, uh, so as they as they arrive, uh, we'll register them. We'll um, give them a brief of, of what they're going to be working on uh, in their groups. They're split up through age groups. Uh, obviously, there's a, there's a tag, so a non-contact uh, group, and then an introduction into contact um, because at this stage of the season, uh, you have a lot of under nines who are just starting their contact uh, this season. So, looking at how to tackle safely, how to fall uh, safely, and looking at uh, a lot of ground technique work. Um, working all the way up until the uh, the older, bigger boys at uh, kind of 13, 14, 15 years old, really looking to push on with their rugby. And uh, and what's great for 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 us and and for camps is uh, is being able to see, like you said, the the participation. So getting numbers there, getting people playing rugby, but also seeing uh, seeing youngsters really try and push themselves and and stand out in front of uh, London Irish coaches. So hopefully we uh, come back to the academy and sing sing their praises. And around this Rugby World Cup period, I'm sure, part- you know, numbers participation numbers is going to grow. If there's a parent out there who, who's got a, a son or a daughter who's maybe eight, nine, ten years old, haven't played rugby, but would like to, to take part in a London Irish rugby camp. Obviously, you know, you, you take people of all abilities, do you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we tailor for uh, for all, all ages, gender, ability. Um, so definitely, if you haven't played rugby before, then that's not a reason not to come on a London Irish camp. Um, there's always uh, enough rugby coaches, uh, you know, in this country, and like you said, with the World Cup at the moment, the uh, the interest is huge. So certainly, if uh, if they've just seen a rugby ball and picked up a rugby ball for the first time, um, I'd say come on down to a London Irish rugby camp, give it a go, and um, it's a great way to meet new people um, and you know find a find a facility that's close to home as well. So if you do like it, um, you haven't got to travel miles away uh, from your home, and uh, so you can continue playing that sport. And obviously you mentioned there you've got the, the players attending the, the final day of the camp uh, this week. That's a, that's a big draw for the, for the young players, isn't it, to meet their heroes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously uh, having a camp here at Hazelwood, uh, there's no better facility really to, to come and... Uh, and train for three days, and, and it's just like uh, being a professional rugby player here. The uh, the guys had lunch today, and uh, there was you know Shane Garrity walking around the place, and uh, so it doesn't get much better than that. Um, so the first team players are in on Wednesday. They're going to go out and see the guys train, and then uh, hand out the certificates at the end of the day. Um, we've also got players attending camps throughout uh, throughout the summer at various um, locations. Um, and, and, and I guess finally, Mike, it's a big. Operation, the community uh, department at London Irish. What are you, what are you looking ahead to this season? We've obviously got the festival series, the match day clinics, 
that generally happen year on year. Is there anything else that's exciting happening this year in the community team? Yeah, what's really exciting is our, our club partnership scheme. So um, over the last couple of years, we've we've really um, looked at our, our independent school program, our premiership rugby funded programs, like you mentioned, festival series and uh, and St. Patrick's Day festival is always a big one. So this year um, and, and the next two years, we're, we're really focusing on all of our partner clubs, um, getting in, meeting them, engaging and going down and seeing, uh, you know, actually being at the facility and, and see how we can help with our partner clubs. Perfect, Mike. Well, listen, we, we really appreciate your time. I guess finally, final sign-off. If, if there's people out there listening wanting to find out a little bit more information about your rugby camps, how do they go about that? Uh, if they go to london-irish.com, uh, click on the community tab and uh, you'll be able to see rugby camps there and uh, that will have all the information you need. Perfect, Mike. Well, thanks very much for your time. Brilliant, thank and you. all the best for, for the summer and all your rugby camps. Thank you very much. Well, that's all we have for this episode of the Blarney Podcast. Thank you for listening and we'll speak to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Blarney, the official London Irish podcast.